Hello and welcome to the College Football Show. I'm Nick Roby and here once again joined by our friend, Mr. Barrett Black. Hey, Nick. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good, man. man yeah. Feeling a little uh, little coldish from the weekend. Lots yeah. of nice weather outside and maybe uh, had a little bit too much nice weather and it's got my nose a little stuck. On the back, you know, it's, it was like really hot. Yeah. Really cold. And then back hot again. When I got home from, from Nashville yesterday, mm-hmm. it was probably about 85 in our, our at our house. It was gross. As soon as I stepped out of the vehicle. Mm. Yeah, don't worry. We, we've got our tea this week. So yeah. Mint tea. Thanks, Noel. Thanks, Noel. Um, I feel like you can't have a talk show unless you have some kind of mug. And That's true. It's like they always have it. When they drink it's usually out of it. in the morning. It is usually in the morning. But I don't even notice like any type of other thing they have something. Yeah. That's in true. there. Probably just water from it. Yeah. So, big big weekend. That was really fun. A lot of a lot of stuff craziness. going down. I don't a know. Lot of craziness. A lot of drama in the AP pageant poll going yeah. on right now. Seeing yeah. who can perform the best. Well, some big surprises. Out yeah. There. I mean, we can just start on that. What did you? I mean, Wisconsin. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Man, I think they took the rat poison, as Nick Saban might say. You know, Drink like. The, they uh they were listening to the media talking about you know how good they were. Every, I, I listened to so many shows before um, the games on Saturday that were saying, "Hey, the Big Ten's got the best chance to get two teams in." Talking about Ohio State, Wisconsin mm-hmm. looking the best. I mean, they also have Penn State and Minnesota, but I mean, really, Ohio State and Wisconsin are the ones that everybody's talking Those about. Those two, yeah. And then man, get beat by a two and four Illinois team. Ooh, and it's. It's Illinois. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no disrespect, but it's like they haven't had a strong program they're not in a long, long time. Yeah, they're not known um, for really being studs. I, I heard, so Wisconsin was a 31-point favorite on the road. Mm-hmm. I heard it was the biggest loss by spread in the Big Ten in more than 25 years. Wow. Like, that's, that's how big this was. And the thing is, they have been driving. Um, I mean, they were ahead. Quarterback throws an interception. And then Illinois has their kicker. And it's like a decently long field goal. Yeah, 39-40 yards. Yeah. Yeah. um, And he was one of two from 39 yards in his career. mm -hmm. But three of three beyond 50. So, I mean, kicking is a head game. It really is. It's a head game. Yeah. Yeah, It was right down the middle. Right. I mean, I don't think you could kick it any better. Mm -mm. Um, But, yeah, I think that that just goes to show you momentum is such a huge thing Mm -hmm. in this game. And anybody... I mean, literally anybody can beat anybody on a, any given Saturday. You know, it's such yeah. a momentum thing. It's all about momentum. Yeah, it really is. What was the What was the bigger upset for you? This one or the one last week with Georgia and South Carolina? I think this one. I think the fact that South Carolina has beat Georgia several times um, mm-hmm. in the past decade um, as Georgia's good. And South Carolina's not always a bottom feeder. I mean, right now they're they're – you know, not middle. the top. They're yeah. middle of the pack. Illinois is, you know, perpetually a bottom feeder in the Big Ten. And Wisconsin is usually up on the top side. And for, so, for me, that was a bigger upset, especially the trajectory that Wisconsin had. And I think that it's just trap game. It's trap game written all over it because Wisconsin's mm-hmm. playing Ohio State this week. And as bad as you want to say, like, we're not going to look forward to the next game, it's very likely that could have happened. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. But the crazy part is, like, if they if they beat Ohio State next week, it's they're right back on the schedule. That's true. You know, like that's a huge win. Yep. 
It's but a tall order. It makes yeah. it really tough, though. Yeah. Like, really tough. So that was, I mean, obviously that's the big one of the weekend. Were there any other teams or people you were impressed with this past um, weekend? I was impressed with Kansas, man. Yeah, I mean, talk Ken- about Kansas. Kansas is... In Austin. In Austin, and they were so close to winning the game. I mean, mm-hmm. if Texas didn't have clutch Dicker the kicker, I mean, this dude is so clutch. Think about some of the big kicks he's hit. But, um, I mean, when they when they got within field goal range and it's like, hey, Cameron Dicker's coming in, you pretty much knew Texas was going to win it at that point. Mm-hmm. But, man, Kansas was just back and forth, back and forth with them, staying with them the whole game. I mean, it never felt like Kansas was dominating them by any means. But the fact that they were hanging around and they're Kansas is a big deal. This isn't basketball, you know. This is Kansas football, and they're hanging with UT in Austin. I mean, it was a big deal. Oh, yeah, great, great I mean, job by Les Miles. Yeah, I mean, and they were like what two and four before this game. Yeah, but them, them, and Louisville. I mean, we'll get to Miami in a little bit, but just it shows you what culture change can do. Mm-hmm. Like just switching a quarterback and having just a uh, coach. I'm sorry, and having that belief. I mean, Satterfield coached at App State before, yeah. and. Less miles is less miles, but yeah. it just shows that what that belief, that just that little bit, can really do. Yeah, because they were this close to beating Texas in Austin. Yeah, you know so, that would have been a huge upset. So I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if in the next few years Kansas is maybe not the best team, but they're they're making a push to be a five hundred team. Maybe five hundred, and maybe it's just a, a threat, game. you know, yeah. a threat yeah. in the in the Big Twelve for sure. Um, one I was really impressed with uh, was Oregon. Going on the road to Washington, yep. and Washington's not as good this year. I mean, that's yeah. understated. But um, going to Seattle, going to the Huskies, like that's a tough place to mm-hmm. play. And I would say Oregon, more recent history, hasn't been as well known as a good road team. Yeah, or at least that's or at least in the in the neutral side. I was impressed with just with Herbert going up there and then getting a big win mm-hmm. and still being a top dog. They're 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 riding, you know, behind letting other teams take more of the spotlight. Yeah. But they're they've got an outside shot for sure. They went the, out. They're the yeah. Pac-12's biggest hope, you know. The Pac-12. Yeah, they're I mean, they're the they're the, team. the only hope, you yeah. know. And the Pac-12 really wants them to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought also BYU, um, with their upset now as as I'm blanking right now. Um, good, it's Boise State. So BYU beats. Boise State, Boise State being like your um, th- that UCF top team where it's like, okay, this is the best group of five team. Do they have an outside shot at the playoff? And mm-hmm. then um, BYU, who's played great against good teams all year, um, comes in and upsets them. I mean, that was a big deal. So good job, yeah. BYU. Yeah, it's, it's a tough place, mate. They're a big one. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got all these group of five teams. I mean, Boise State is still ranked. Yeah. But you've got, like, teams like SMU yep. is 6 7 and now. They have a um, big game against Memphis this week, so we'll see if they can that's a bit, that's a big carry one. it on. Yeah, they've got a big one this week. And App State is 6 and now. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Listen, I'm telling you, don't schedule App State. Yeah. I think they'll finally stop doing it, but that was a big one. Uh, let's see. Another big one I had was um, Vandy. Yes. I mean, they secretly like kind of snuck in and beating Missouri. Yeah. At home. I mean, that's a big that's a big win. That was a that was a big deal. I have them I have that game on my disappointment side. 
Okay. Um, for I mean, another team, yeah. Come on, Missouri. What are you doing? You were in the driver's seat in the East, you know, controlling your own destiny. I know you haven't played any great teams yet, but you got Kelly Bryant. Um, you after that was uh, Wyoming loss that was pretty embarrassing at the beginning of the year. You've looked really great uh, against West Virginia and the mm-hmm. SEC teams you've played so far. And then you go into Vanderbilt, who, you know, should be a pretty easy win for you. Mm. And it, you just couldn't do anything, you know? That just disappoints me. Yeah, it's it was a weird one. And so with with the ban that Missouri has, they could have still gone to the SEC Championship game. They just couldn't go to the bowl game. Correct, is that, yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah, they, okay. they can still go to the SEC Championship game. They can still, they can yep. still go to that. Okay, I'll, I'm, that makes sense. I mean, that just make the East just feels weird. It is now. Man. It just feels like it's more and more. I mean, that's how the coastal is yeah. in the ACC. But I guess you would say Florida, Florida and Georgia, Flo- still Florida, guys. Georgia. But it, it feels guys. feels like Florida is the team in mm-hmm. the East, right? If you're gonna have to rank power rank, yeah, I think I would still. I don't know. Florida and Georgia for me are neck and neck. I can't. I can't say one above the other. Well, and then they play in two weeks. They so, play in two weeks. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's really. That feels honestly for me what decides the East yeah, is in two sure. weeks. That's that's who's going for sure. Um, let's see another disappointing one. Um, I mean, we talked about Wisconsin. I mean, I guess Texas a little bit. I had just because I mean honestly when one team plays really well. Another team doesn't play as well, and Texas won. Yeah, but I think just if Texas, if you're back, like you can't struggle with Kansas. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just I'm gonna leave it at that. Very but, true. So I think they, there's just more steps to go. Yeah. Um, with them, another one I had was Georgia. Just yep. To keep going. That's what I was about and, to say. And and my thing is like I get it was raining super hard, but also this is Kentucky mm-hmm. and. It's not last year's Kentucky, and 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 they they're having to to reload what mm-hmm. they've had. They injure their quarterback. They're playing a wide receiver, a wide receiver who played game. a quarterback in college. I mean, in high school. I mean, he's talented, but he is he did not go on scholarship to play quarterback. Yeah, you know, and it was twenty one nothing. So, but it just felt but like they struck they struggled with. They didn't score until late in the third quarter. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a zero zero game halfway through the third quarter. That was just like. You've got one of the best running backs and best quarterbacks in the nation, and you can't put up any points on uh, on Kentucky. It makes the fans wonder probably, hey, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were supposed to be a top-four team. What's going on here? So. Yeah, it's just the struggles, I think. just it, it feels like a lingering effect, too, of the mm-hmm. game last week. So hopefully they can right the ship because we really want that game with Florida to be the yeah. a bigger a bigger matchup. Um Anything else you want to talk about with these? No. Okay. Um, I guess another one we can just mention really quickly is Virginia Tech beat UNC 43-41, but in six overtimes. So just recently instated, there was a new rule that we were talking about a little bit before before the show where after, is it the fifth overtime? It's starting with the fifth overtime. They, they go back and forth with one play from the three-yard line, essentially a two-point conversion. Um, back and forth, so it's kind of like people have been comparing it to penalty kicks. Yeah, you know, um, you get one chance to score, and if your opponent doesn't score and you score, you win. My opinion is, um, I'd love to see that start as soon as the third overtime. You know, mm-hmm. you get two overtimes, meaning uh, each team gets a chance to 
to start, you know, so the first overtime, the one team goes first and the other team gets a chance. And then the second overtime, it's flip-flop. Then starting with the third overtime, I think you should have to do the two-point conversion thing. Our games are lasting way too long. Yeah, they're they're lasting very long. I almost wonder, too, so I don't know, yeah, after the third one, I almost wonder, too, if you, if you could, like, play, like, kind of like a shorter fifth, overtime period yeah that's like, like very people, short and like let them play kinda. it and yeah. then if you don't have something after that you just go to the penalty yeah the penalty kicks the that style of yeah sudden death type of style yeah. and then basically just to get a winner because no one you just don't want ties no yeah. i feel like we we in college football you just don't want ties For it makes sure. it hard um so that was just interesting and virginia tech is sneaky Moving up, moving up the rankings a little uh, who, bit. Who knows? The coastal is a coin flip. It, we have no idea. You just watch out for Pittsburgh too. They're <laughs> another one, but it's gonna be weird. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know, and I'm more ACC guy anyway. Uh, but we can talk about. Um, I guess we can, let's talk about our games for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, sure. what, what were your thoughts? I mean, you played Tennessee at home. Mm-hmm. What, what were your kind of thoughts from the game? So I mean, obviously. It, it, again, it's crazy what momentum can do. Uh, Alabama came out hot. Mm-hmm. Um, big plays went right down the field. Um, the first two possessions scored the first possession. Two throws an interception on the second possession mm-hmm. at the goal line. I mean, we were, started that on the two, and he throws the interception. And then um, they went down and scored, but we quickly scored again. I mean, everything was looking good. Then Tua gets hurt, and that's when you start getting nervous because Mac Jones, the backup, he just hasn't had a lot of playing time, and the game plan was not put together for Mac Jones. He looked very rough coming into the game, like mm-hmm. real rusty. You can tell. I mean, he's just he hasn't had a lot of playing time. He's played mop-up duty, and he usually doesn't get to throw that many passes. He's built very differently than Tua. He's right-handed to his left-handed. The line has to start blocking differently, thinking a little mm-hmm. bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, his first several throws did not come close to making it to the receiver. I mean, they were bounce passes, and you could just tell. It was like, oh, man, uh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tennessee is still able to move the ball a little bit. Granted, they only had 200-something yards, so the defense really stepped up. But, I mean, Mac just wasn't ready this game. However... Um, there's prompts. Mac Jones was a four-star quarterback coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. I watched his films like all day today, just trying to catch up with the type of player he really is. Because I mean, I haven't got to see outside of outside of what I got to see, you know, in a few mop-up duties. But thinking about Jake Coker and how he took us to the national championship in 2015, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if this week for the Arkansas game, something more like a Jake Coker style offense. Granted, we had Derrick Henry at the time. And we just don't have Derrick Henry now. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if a more, you know, run-heavy game with short passes. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. the dude can sling the ball. It's all about he doesn't have the game experience. But um, really hoping Tua is back and healthy for LSU. It's just it's hard to say. you know. And you never want to see your best player get hurt. Number one, it kills his Heisman chances. Um, if he doesn't make it back for LSU at least. He can probably afford to miss this one game, but mm-hmm. if you don't make, make it back for LSU where you have a chance to get that Heisman moment, 
um, it's probably ruined that. And then again, you don't want to play the best team on your schedule and not have your full squad there. I mean, I hate that for LSU too. You don't want to say, hey, we beat Bama and they didn't have two in the game. You want to be able to beat them. That's like the first their, asterisk. That yeah, yeah. Say, you, yeah. You want to be able to beat them with their best players. So if they were going to beat us, you would, they want to beat us with our best players in the game. And so I want to see our best players on the field against LSU. That number one versus number two matchup, it's not going to be the same if two is not in the game. Yeah. You know, it's going to feel kind of weak. It'd be like playing Clemson uh, with Chase Bryce. You know, us against you guys with Chase Bryce. I mean, it's just a di- it's just different. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 I I get you. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Um, hmm. I I guess that's the that's the interesting part because Najee Harris feels like he's a good back. It's just it's you're definitely a pass first offense. Yep. With Tua, um, it, I think you're right. It, it does feel like especially with Arkansas. I mean, honestly, you're not as worried about Arkansas. No. What you're worried about is is the rhythm of the offense yep. and how the team looks going into LSU and down the road. Because hearing with two is he had uh, the operation kind mm-hmm. of done on his ankle to, to really kind of help brace it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean he's going to be back in two weeks, though. I mean, yeah. hopefully he'll be able to get enough playing time to be able to go. Yeah. But you want to be able to work on stuff in case he's not, mm-hmm. and that Mac Jones feels confident in what he's doing. I mean, it feels like a good, it's going to be a lot of runs, a lot of quick, I mean, just quick slants, mm-hmm. quick bubble screen type of style, just like, hey, let's get our playmakers into space, and mm-hmm. then let's go from there. And that's the great, I mean, the good thing is we still yeah. have tons of playmakers. I oh, mean, the playmakers are all still there, yeah. I mean, they're, they're there, it's just, he was so, like, fresh and green and kind of shoved in there on Saturday night that he couldn't get the ball to him. So I'm hoping this week that it's like really they start to get used to each other mm-hmm. a lot more. I know it's only one week, but we've seen backups come in before and really step up to the plate and say, hey, I can handle the load when I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a really smart guy from what I read. Um, so he seems like the guy that can kind of step up and say, hey, I, I can fulfill this role for a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So how about Clemson? What did you think about the the Louisville game? There's a, there's a lot of thoughts. Um I mean, so to start off, Louisville is just a weird place to play yeah. in general. It's never, I would say, the games always have a little bit of an interesting vibe, other than last year. Last year, I mean, they weren't very good. No, and, but the past few years, especially with Lamar Jackson, um, they've been tough places to play, especially on the road. So you kind of, you don't feel as nervous going into it, but the offense just hasn't been clicking, and we end up winning 45-10. to 10. Yeah. Um, the the defense played outstanding. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that gets talked about enough. How much Brent Venables reloads, changes up the defense. We're mm-hmm. definitely more back seven heavy. Isaiah Simmons is crazy good. Like he's so fast. He's like six four, six five. Can run like a wide receiver mm-hmm. and just gang tackle tackle people. And is just, he a safety or is he a, a cornerback? He's a linebacker, but we use him in pretty much everything. So he's, he's like a jack. Jack linebacker, he can line up as, as in mm-hmm. the secondary. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll line him up and like he'll blitz or like guard the edge and mm-hmm. like go after the quarterback, or they'll line him up in like zone defense and mm-hmm. have him play over the middle, or they'll have him. He can go against wide receivers too. Yeah. Like I've seen him do all. He's just kind of like a one kind of utility guy who can yeah. really fit everything and play it well too. So they, I mean, the Louisville offense was just not doing anything. The game really came down to the hard part is just again Trevor <clears throat> is just is kind of struggling a little bit. Yeah. And 
he's playing well. It just feels like he's forcing it. It feels like he's trying to kind of muscle through. Yeah. Um, last interceptions in the in the mm -hmm. end zone, right? Yeah. yeah. So last year it came so easy, and there was like no expectations on him. It was like he's the freshman. He's just like we've got all these upperclassmen. Mm -hmm. You know, the defensive line they're taking the brunt of like the attention. Yeah. And he's just like the new guy, just has to get out in space and let them kind of do everything. And this year he, you know, he's the big the big one of the big leaders in the team yeah. and he's handling it. It's just it feels like he's used to I guess we just also have to, have to remember he in in high school he didn't really lose that much. Mm -hmm. He's he's used to making all these throws. Yeah. This is like some of the first time he's really had some adversity of like, hey, I can't just throw the ball wherever I want to, whenever I want to. Because he's used to just forcing balls. Yeah. I mean there's there are times when he he should have taken the check down or should have taken balls over the middle. His first interception Amari Rogers, who was still coming back from his big injury, um, didn't he like kind of drifted in his route across the middle and let the the safety kind of jump in front. Yeah. And the other one, Trevor forced it, and he's just forcing the ball. Yeah. And I mean, they score right before halftime, and he throws a big ball up for grabs, and Justin Ross is just a beast. Yeah. And so. It's there. I think what's also happening, too, is we don't have Hunter Renfro mm -hmm. or, like, a strong tight end. So there's no middle-of-the-field presence. And yeah. teams are, like, pushing on the outside. And he just wants these big plays. And there's just – so it's just kind of this frustration. And I think – really, I think the team is fine. But yeah. that's what it is, is he's kind of forcing the ball and trying to prove that he can do all these things. Yeah. Just trying to just prove that he's out there. and Or just feeling a pressure, too. Um, so – Luckily, we have some games upcoming where he can really get, kind of get. I mean, yeah. get it right. We're playing BC, which is their pretty average. Um, so it, it's more about like how does the team look with it. So along with that, I mean, what were your thoughts about the AP poll? Because it's kind of like riding off that. You know, it's an up and down because at first it's frustrating. Yeah. And then after that, you're like, okay, I see what people are saying, but also it just it feels. It feels a little bit more like a pageant right now, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It feels like Clemson just doesn't look pretty mm -hmm. in like how the offense looks. But they're still seven and zero, and and it's like at what level? And they're still is, dominating the teams. And they're still dominating. Yeah. Like we won forty five to ten. Exactly. You know, it's not like we like barely won. Like the UNC game, I get. Like yeah. I'm not like knocking that. It just feels like we're not looking the way that they want us to look. Yeah. Like Trevor's not in the Heisman race because. He doesn't have these crazy stats right now. Could we take him out after halftime? Mm -hmm. You know? And there's just stuff like that. Um, but we've played, like, top teams. We've played Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. um, we've beaten everybody on the schedule. And other than the UNC game, we haven't really looked that bad either. Yeah. We have not played enough. We've played Power 5 teams mm -hmm. the whole time so far. We haven't played any of, like, Cupcake games yet so far. Um, so, I mean, my thing is, like, if you're gonna put LSU above Clemson, you put them above Alabama. Yep. Because honestly, it's we have similar schedules, similar feels to it as well. And the reasoning why you would put LSU above Clemson, you should put them above Alabama. It doesn't feel like you can't do one yeah, or the yeah. other for me. Um, Ohio State, if I'm being honest, they're a great team. Have not played anybody yet. Yeah. I think they're gonna. I really think they're gonna dominate this weekend against Wisconsin. I really think they're really good. But if we're going by what's on paper. 
then Clemson should be above Ohio State. Yeah, I, I was surprised by the Ohio State jumping Clemson. And, and it feels like it, it feels like people are just tired of Clemson a little bit for some reason. It just feels like a fatigue. Trust me, man. I know about it. Yeah, I was like, I know you the, know about the, it, but that, that's just real. what it feels like. And I'm I'm more concerned about the polls down the road. Yeah, but it is kind of telling of what kind of the national media is thinking of Clemson right now. Well, two so. weeks from tomorrow night, we'll see the real poll. Yeah, um, I was surprised that LSU didn't jump Bama this week. To be honest, I mean they had another dominant performance with a great quarterback play mm-hmm. of Joe Burrow. Um, easily handled Mississippi State, Alabama. Not that we struggled necessarily, but um, there were times when I mean Tennessee. Had we not mm-hmm. had a great play on defense where we were having a goal line Sam a fourth down, they fumbled the ball and we ran it back 100 yards for a touchdown. The game would have become a seven-point game at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not quite seven. It would, it would have been. It would have been twenty-eight. To, it would have been an eleven-point game at that point, and that would have made me a little bit nervous. However, um, maybe it would have been a twenty. It would have been an eight-point game at that point. Yeah, but mm-hmm. still, a one-possession game. I mean, it would have been close. I'm surprised LSU didn't jump Alabama this week. And another big question for me on this, speaking of like pageantry and stuff, is. Why is Notre Dame ahead of UGA? Makes no sense. Georgia beat them. Why is Georgia not ahead of Notre Dame? I, you know, I don't even really fully think about that. Um, but that, again, that makes it, again sense. it's like it's because Georgia lost to South Carolina. But then it's like, how are they above them? Yeah. Um, and if you're playing that route, why isn't Oregon above Georgia? You know, like what's the difference with that? I mean, Oregon went on the road to a ranked team. Their only loss is a close loss to Auburn mm-hmm. on the last second play. Yeah. In a non in a neutral site in Atlanta, which is like almost a home game for yeah. it that's where it's just like, okay, like what Yeah, and so it, it see Notre Dame had a good loss. It, it's about good losses and, yeah. and wins and it, it yeah, I don't know. It these things kind of shake out too. Yeah. That's where it's just like the only thing is, though, the way they rank them is then you can say, like, well, then they played a ranked team at this time. And it's like, well, if it's, it's how you talk about it. If, are you ranked? Is it a ranked game when you play the matchup or is it count as a ranked game after the fact? Yeah. Because it's like if you pick and mix the two, you can kind of manipulate it to how you want to. Yeah. And I think that's area. why it's good that the committee comes out with their first ranking in November. First week mm-hmm. in November. I mean, they've had a chance to see, like, not just who was ranked when who played who, but what are the records of the teams you've played? Mm-hmm. Um, like I heard a stat that Minnesota, or I can't remember who it was they were talking about. Maybe somebody in in these undefeateds that we've talked about so far has not played a team that has a 500 record yet, like at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's still some pretenders out there, and uh, they'll start to sort them out soon. Real quick, looking ahead, mm-hmm. um, what are you thinking about this week? I mean, we've just got some ranked matchups, especially in the Big Ten. Yep. There's a couple of big ones. I mean, I'm kind of – Notre Dame feels still like a Big Ten team. Yeah, they I'm kind of feeling like that, even though they have to see. Um, Ohio State-Wisconsin's the big – the yep. big – that's the marquee matchup. Should have been a top-10 game. Should have. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Good one. Um, Ohio State's a 14-point favorite. Yeah. I I feel like Ohio State wins this. Yep. Um, the Wisconsin's defense can keep them in it, but Ohio State's just too explosive. Yeah, I feel I like think they'll end up winning by like seventeen or something. I'm, like that. I'm thinking they win by thirty five. You think? I mean, you think it's just like a blowout? I'm blow thinking out. a blowout. I think they win by thirty five. 
Um, I, I like uh, this game. Auburn at LSU is always yeah. a great game. It's gonna be, um, it's gonna be no matter what the records. LSU is ranked by or uh, is favored by eleven and a half. It's too much. This game's a touchdown or less, in my opinion. Um, is um, is LSU looking ahead to Alabama? Uh,